notes and I have my little honker. And at three minutes, I'll honk you and it means wrap it up. And then we give comments to those who asked for them. And there's a lot of people coming tonight, but we have room for everyone. And we have flies in the audience, which is really exciting and going to be incredibly distracting for me. Ooh, I, I'm going to open up to you guys. I have, I've been keeping it a secret, but I've been in a relationship now um, since February. I, and I've been keeping it a big secret, I know. And um, he's kind of, it's, it's the, the most rewarding and incredible relationship I've ever been in. And um, his name is Gary. And he's my sourdough starter. And I made him in February. He's real. I'm in a real relate. This isn't some Jan Brady boyfriend in Niagara Falls. This isn't some, do you remember the name? What was the name? G Glass. George Glass. Does, am I too old? I am dating. I am so old. The reference is kids just aren't getting them. They don't know who Bjork is. I can't talk about the Brady Bunch. George Glass. It was Jan Brady's invisible boyfriend in Niagara Falls. My boyfriend is real, and he's <laughs> made of sugar and spice and everything nice. No, it's just um, flour and water uh, together. Hi, Marcus. How are you doing? I was just talking about the new relationship I'm in. Yeah, I have a sourdough starter. He's, like, so rewarding and nice, and he does everything I want him to do every time. <laughs> it's so amazing. Cool. Hey, oh, my gosh, just riding up on bikes. This is a crazy corner today. Wow. That th I, I imagine you on a broom. I'm really high. I'm a witch too. You guys feel like that's the witch from Wizard of Oz. You're also too young to know that reference. <laughs> the old people in the room are like, "What was that?" Like, I'm melting. I'm melting. Ah, I'm a witch. I can read. Ah. Witchcraft is just rebranding, I think, or feminism is just rebranding of witchcraft. They used to call it witchcraft, now they call it feminism. I can't, see, I can't seem to make that punchline work yet. But they used to call it witchcraft, now they call it feminism. Why have they been demonizing witches since the 1500s? Why? Why are they finding women alone in the woods and burning them? And They just want to live with cats outside of town without roommates. How many roommates do you have? Zero. That guy's not your roommate? Thank God. You know who are the worst roommates? Men. <laughs> Oh, no, let's burn these bitches. They don't want to live with men. Men are the worst roommates. They can't clean up after themselves. They, they just, uh, I'm playing video games. Uh, and then, like, every time I poop, the water goes into the toilet. And every time I go in after a guy, it's, like, all over the side and the back. Are men's buttholes in a different place than women's? Are they higher up? Are they on the side? Because I don't know. I haven't seen a butthole in a while. I've been hanging out with my... Sourdough starter. Second worst roommates, children. Anybody here have kids? Thank God. This guy looks like he has kids. He actually kind of looks, you look like my uncle. You look like you're going to sell me weed. You got pills for me? What are you doing here, Dad? Uh, any kids? You don't have any kids? Thank God. They are the worst roommates. They're even worse than men. They don't pay rent. They don't do dishes. They break shit. They have jam hands. Blah. So we like burned all these women because they didn't want to have roommates. Okay, that makes sense. That's fine. Oh, they didn't want to live with men. <sighs> you know who was the first feminist? You guys might not know this. Double, double, toil and trouble, cauldron burn and cauldron bubble. Didn't know Shakespeare knew about menopause. 
Like, that's amazing. My crotch cauldron is so hot at night, you guys. Woo, it is wet and it is hot. I can put an egg in my crotch cauldron at night, and then when I wake up in the morning, it's soft-boiled. If I leave it until lunch, I can pull it out, make a deviled egg. All I need is a little mayonnaise. Yeah, was that too gross? That was it? That was, that was the line? The hand job line? Okay, let's get this started. We've got enough comedians here. Um, are you guys on the list, or are you just neighbors that are coming here to laugh? Oh, you're signing up. Okay, cool. Fucking red. Yeah, I'm gonna, it's, it, we're gonna, you're all waitlisted, but a lot of the people aren't here yet, so welcome. Uh, but your first comedian is asking for comments, so we're giving you four minutes, and then we have things around here for comments. Everybody be nice and helpful. I take notes, so you can feel free to do the same. Uh, but he's such a joy and wonderment, and I'm so excited that he's here in the city just for the summer, and he's gonna go back to Vermont. <laughs> but we could have him here right now. Put your hands together for Charlie Moore! Yay! <laughs> First things first, what's menopause? Oh, I'm 21, I don't know. Um, I'm a big sports fan, and I think that the biggest way to get fans in the live sporting games is just to allow streakers. You gotta hear me out on this one, all right? They gotta allow streakers, because the streaker is the only person that fans on either side are all rooting for. There's nobody who's rooting against the streaker. You can take the divi most divided fan bases in the entire world in the most important game, they will all cheer for him. It's poetic, really. One man, six security guards, and a true story of sticking it to the man. You won't let things go. I actually saw this one streaker, the whole crowd was rooting for him, and he managed to escape into the stands. Poor guy still got caught, though, because this was an Oakland A's game, and there was nobody to blend in the crowd with. Poor guy. It was sad. Um, and I, I think they're missing out on money, too. Like, the MLB should allow streakers, because they're missing out on money. Like, what better way to advertise the quality and effects of your beer than the drunk guy having the time of his life on the field? What better way? I can see it already. This streaker is brought to you by Modelo. For those who live life with a fighting spirit. I can see it already. And I was also reading this one article. This guy streaked at the World Series, and he had to register as a sex offender and go to prison for two years for streaking at the World Series. That's a little unfair, right? You, you agree. That's a little unfair, right? Okay, this was the Little League World Series, but he already agrees with me. He already agreed. Too late for that. Um, I think the biggest generational gap between my parents and I is how much we trust Google Maps. Like, people in my generation will blindly follow it. My parents will mostly follow it, but they'll argue every once in a while. And my grandparents will refuse to take directions from a woman. Yeah, that's how it kind of works. Like, I follow Google Maps so blindly that Google Maps told me to get out of my car and walk, and I did. It took me like 10 minutes before I realized that I just clicked, accidentally clicked the walking directions on the Google Maps. Um, I think the other, yeah, personally though, I'd say I'm a Waze fan. Because Waze has a feature where you can see like the cops on Waze, you know where they are and stuff, which is pretty cool. Google Maps actually decided to copy them and add the same feature. They didn't have to release it on Juneteenth though, right? What was that about? Um, what do I want to do next? Uh, fun fact about me is I'm actually born on the same day as my mom. Yeah. And people always say things like, oh, what an incredible birthday gift you were to your mom. I was not a gift. A gift is something that's given out of friendship or out of love. I was given to her out of wedlock. 
That's a joke. It's true. I'm born on the same day as my mom. And to prove it, I actually have a tattoo of my mom and I's birthday on my rib cage. And I always make sure to explain the backstory of the tattoo. Because without the backstory, big red flag to have a big, bold lettering tattoo of your own birthday. Big red flag. The worst thing about being born on the same day as your mom is that the twin telepathy stuff still applies. Yeah. My mom will be like, Charlie, what are you doing upstairs? Homework, mom. Then why the fuck are we both high right now? The best thing about being born on the same day as your mom also is that everything still applies, is that she feels all the same feelings I did. Which means as a kid, because she feels everything I do, I never got hit as a kid. They raised me with those white parenting methods, which is why I turned out like this. All right, do I have one more for that? I think that's all I ended on. Thank you guys so much, appreciate it. Comments, Charlie Moore comments, there we go. Charlie Moore comments, yay! Um, streaker joke, I feel like there's an opportunity for you to do some crowd work and like slow down and ask people for their favorite teams. Like what are their, and make fun of their dumb teams. Because then you make fun of the A's at the end anyway, right? Yeah. Uh, also, there's other baseball things you can do. Seventh inning stretch stuff. Um, so you can't get beer after the seventh inning stretch. You have to get beer. That's one of the things at a baseball game, that the last opportunity for you to get a beer is seventh inning. So just something that might inform your joke a little bit. I thought it would be fun if the crowd yelled something at the streaker, like they all did the wave or I don't know. Yeah, they're sort of like, ah, something. I don't know what they yell. I haven't been to a baseball game in a while. Uh, refuse to take directions from a woman is very funny. I feel like you can have a mom joke after that because they're your grandparents and you listen to your mom or you don't listen to your mom. Either way, there's a joke in there somewhere, right? And then the last thing I have is when you say the backstory. It's a tattoo on your back. It's so cute. I think that was an accidental pun, but, <laughs> but I liked it. Uh, other comments for Charlie Moore? Get, please, every opportunity for me to see Charlie's tummy. Can we just keep? You did, but every opportunity for you to lift your shirt is a good idea. Um, just, just saying, just saying for the ladies in the uh, for the ladies in menopause. Are there any other? Are there any? Asked at the beginning. What's menopause? That's cute. Any other comments for Charlie? Okay, run up. When you're talking with your uh, mom, you said uh, both of you are high right now. You could say, and she could say, uh, "Get up here and bring the ice cream." Ah. <laughs> All right, everybody, clap wildly for Charlie Moore! Yay! Yay, uh, your next comedian does not care if he gets comments or not. If you have anything burning, we'll tell him. But if just clap and laugh, everybody, for your next comedian, Dan Guan. Yay! What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday, happy Monday. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to share a couple more fun facts about me. Actually, some of you might not notice. I actually am trilingual. I speak three languages. I speak uh, English, French, and pretentiousness. That's how that's how I trilingual I am. Uh, I also I also speak a certain certain form of Chinese, but it's different than my parents that are immigrants. Uh, they actually speak Cantonese, uh, and I speak uh, Chinglish. So that's that's a form of Chinese I speak. Being an immigrant kid is weird because uh, a lot of times because your parents don't speak English, you have to translate a lot of things for them. The only problem is that uh, what white parents do is that they use Google Translate. 
Uh, and then for my parents, they use their 12-year-old son. So that's, that's, that's their effective tool. Can you, can, you, can you complain to Google? No, you can complain to your son. That's, that's what ends up happening. Um, let's see. All right, we'll, we'll move on to the next bit. Uh, I am actually, uh, so uh, are we dating out here, SF? Are we dating out here? That was a very that was a very muted response. I'll take that for, for what we can get. Uh, yeah, dating here is hard a lot. Uh, I've been told a lot of times, and uh, you know, one of the things I've noticed is that women, when the, what they say is that they want some a guy who's older and mature. And one of the more most mature things I'm gonna do is I'm gonna finally hop off my family's phone plan. Yeah, because at least that way, when you have phone sex, your mom doesn't your mom's name doesn't come up on caller ID. So. That's the most mature thing you can do. I tried doing this one time with another girl, and then there wasn't no second date afterwards. Because now she's into my mom. So now she, all she wants me to do is just whisper things that my mom would say in a sexual way, like, do your homework, or wash the dishes, or how come I don't want to approve of your last boyfriend? <laughs> all right, that one might have some legs. That's cool. That's cool. Um, guys, do we feel that SF is a safe, is a safe space? Do we guys do we feel this is a safe city? Meh, shrug, sure, a little bit. Yeah, you know, we're, it's, a, it's a still a big city. You got to keep up, keep your wits up around this place. Uh, I moved from Boston, which I know is uh, it's, it's one of the safest places I know, only except of getting the risk of being hate-crimed. But uh, one of the things I was always considered was trying to find a new neighborhood to, to live in. Well, I asked one, one time I asked one of my white friends, I said, hey, what's the safest neighborhood to live in? He's, his response was Knob Hill. I asked him why, and he said, because gangsters don't climb up hills. It's like you can believe that like white people just found out the kryptonite, the thugs is just climbing up on hills. But then I, I thought about it for a second. Would you ever, would you ever be afraid of a gangster running up of a hill? It's like he just comes up right next to you, and be like, "Hey, motherfucker!" I, <laughs> Ooh, damn, I was chasing you after one block. Give me all your. <laughs> I'm just gonna book it right there. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wait and see what he's gonna say next, basically. Right, that one might, that one may or may not work. We'll, we'll move on to the next one. Um, uh, you guys are familiar with the term hype beast by any chance? You guys familiar with the term hype beast? Yeah, for those of you who don't know, hype beasts are just a are, are word to describe kids who are into collecting a lot of limited things. And I think that as a hype beast myself, I can understand why, mostly because I don't care what uh, I can, uh, mostly because I just want to get something as long as the other person doesn't have it. Think, take, for example, Supreme Bricks. I love I, I love thinking about Supreme Bricks mostly just because it's the most useless item ever, but they're still relatively valuable. Like like one time I, I if I had five computers logged in, all just in line, just to get a Supreme brick brick, and I get land in all of them, I still land with five Supreme Bricks. It's amazing. All right, I'm gonna have to rework that joke out through. Um, one thing I really th thought that was like limited was the the most limited thing I could ever get was a McRib. Yeah. Because nothing, nothing, uh, nothing says extreme value than fake meat that's faker than something you got from China. Uh, that's uh, something like that there. Um, you know what? I'm going to end it there. I'm going to rewrite those jokes actually right there. Sorry. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Put your hands together for Dan Guan, everyone. Dan Guan, yay. Um, I have two questions for you, though. One, as a 12-year-old, what did you translate? Oh, well, there's got to be something funny in there. Uh, and I want to know what the quote was. And what the fuck's a Supreme Brick? Am I dumb? Is it like the logo of Supreme, like the skate company Supreme, and it's not a hat? It's not like a $70 hat? Wow. People are so stupid. Men are so dumb. Okay, good. All right. 
I'm like, that's a thing? Okay. Well, no, they, why would that even exist? I'm sorry. I'm just going to shame the youth today. I'm just shaming the youth. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody, Connor Norton. Yay, 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 yay. Welcome, welcome to, to the, the Bay. 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 This is the Airbnb in, in a nutshell. What All right. How's everyone doing? Um, I think people, it's, it's, it's taken a while for a certain generation to learn the lesson that like anything you do digitally, anything you save or send is going to be, you know, held on to, it's going to be saved somewhere. It's going to be able to be accessed. Like the hearings, you know, they had to like come back for another hearing. People were like texting in between days of the trial. And I think people need to learn that lesson. Like I learned that lesson pretty early. When I was in seventh grade, some of my friends got involved in a bit of a child pornography tiff. Um, it's not what it sounds like. It was, you know, just hit pictures being sent back and forth, boys and girls um, in the seventh grade. None of it was, like, taken by force or stolen, but there was, like, a complete underground trading network of all these pictures being sold, traded. People had, like, 40 of them on their phone, all the boys, right? And I'm, in hindsight, I'm super glad I wasn't, you know, a part of it. Um, but at the time, to be left out of that from all your friends is pretty, pretty hurtful. You know, like when all your friends are getting rounded up on the lawn by the cops and you're just like, what's going on, guys? What is you like? I had a, I remember in hindsight, in hindsight, I remember having like a sleepover and my friends just like, like we're all four of us and we're all there playing Xbox and then I remember it's like actually just me playing Xbox and they're just like looking at their phones, you know? Giggling back and forth. Uh and it just you know, you really have to take a look inside at that point. When you're like such a narc that like I hadn't even seen a breast in person yet. You know, I hadn't even watched porn yet. So yeah. So that was tough. Um uh, I think my my uh, my roommate's he's an environmental planner, so he talks about the environment pretty frequently, but he always says it in a way that's like, dude, the world's fucked. Like, we're beyond fucked. We're so fucked. Um, which I think is maybe the wrong message because it makes me feel like, well, then why am I still pretending to recycle, you know? Like, we're fucked anyways. What are we doing here? Why are we still playing games? We're going to be underwater in 15 years. Uh, <laughs> I think... Oh, I think the I think Jewish people have had it pretty hard in history. I don't, I know it's a bit, bit of a hot take. I don't think I'm the first one to ever think that. Uh, but, you know, it's true. And, you know, like, they're always at the center of every conspiracy theory. You know, like, they control the weather. You know, they run the banks. They're, you know, controlling Hollywood. Um, and it's so unfair. And, I mean, it really makes you wonder, like, who's, who's putting them at the center of all these conspiracy theories? I think I've got a guess. The Jews. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm just making jokes. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, so today it's weird because if you believe everything you see on like CNN or Fox News or any of the mainstream media conglomerates, you know, you're just a sheep. You know, it's all, you can't trust any of it. But also if you get your news from like Instagram or Twitter, you're an idiot, you know, because it's there's no verifying those sources. So now I'm just in that, you know, sweet in-between zone of, like, not being informed whatsoever. Uh, which is, like, now I get to ride with, like, moral superiority, too. Wow, you, you even try? That's so fucked up. 
Uh, I'll give time to the room, too. That's all I have. Clap your hands together for Connor Norton. Yay. Woo. No comments. That was funny. Yay. Connor, new premises. Yay. Uh, your next comedian on the list would like uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Sean Durham! Yay! If the realest shit ever, then well, do you truly believe in her, her desire, this album, this bombshell? This is her fire. Hey, have y'all heard the news? Uh, Foreskin's the hottest new skincare product. Who would have known the key to stopping aging? was the wrinkliest part of my body. And the hottest product of it is the, the cream, right? Which is great news for me, because I've been collecting that for years by just not showering properly. And I'm wondering, like, where, who's supplying this, you know? Is there, like, some dick dealers going, like, hey, you got any of that sausage wrap? Shit, I got this new shit that came in. It's called Blue Balls. Ooh, that's that sticky dicky. What do I want to go with that one? Oh, so as a uh, foreskin haver, I want to get in on this business. So I'm offering foreskin rubs for just the low price of $19.99. And if you act now, I'll also throw in a facial. Free of charge. All right. Well, speaking of skincare, uh, I got some pretty fucked up skin. Like this shit's as bumpy as SF's landscape. It's like, oh shit, there's Koi Tower. And uh, I was so insecure with it growing up that the first time I had sex, I wouldn't let the girl take off my clothes. I was just swiping her hand away, you know. And I, I really stood there, fully dressed, you know, dick out, just sweating. Because for me, it was worth it to hide this and just risk getting circumcised by my zipper. And it's kind of like a win-win because I get a moisturizer out of it. Um, uh, I just quit my job teaching. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And uh, it was a hard job to leave because leaving teaching's sort of like leaving a failing marriage. Because I'll just be sitting there thinking, like, uh, like, got to stay in this for the kids. They need me here. But I can't even afford to leave this shit. But I know they're fucking cheating. And I'll just be fantasizing life without them, you know? Like, when I get out of this, I'm going to focus on me. It's my time to shine. I deserve this. Uh, Mr. Derham, are we going to get back to the lesson? Uh, have you ever been laying in bed with your partner and they're mad at you? Well, just like that, uh, teachers also have a high turnover rate. What's a what's a one-minute joke I have? Um, do I don't think I have one that I can remember right now. <laughs> Proud work. Uh, well, 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 I don't know what questions to ask. 
who, what are y'all doing after this? <laughs> <laughs> what do y'all do for work? Teacher? Oh, shit. Would you take a bullet for your kids? I, hey, it's, it's real. I thought about this many times. It's uh, a good answer. See, I'm not taking for any of them. I even like would go out and watch them run track just to see who I can outrun. <laughs> All right, I think I'll end there. Yay! Put your hands together for Sean Durham, everyone. Sean Durham, yay. That was brave of you to try something new, like crowd work. Your next comedian wants comments, so get out your note pens and be nice and laugh hysterically at Jared Senna. Hey, what's up, Mutiny? How we doing? Oof. All right, I uh, feel a little bit weird, a little unprepared right now. We're feeling great, feeling great. I feel like uh, a woman who lived in Jerusalem, B.C., because I am very stoned right now. Very, very stoned. Stoned to death, even. Like Mary Magdalene. Um... Uh, I plan on uh, I plan on posting a pic of me doing this later on Instagram, and uh, the good thing about doing that is that no one has to know how good my set went. As long as I get a pic of me or the microphone, like I'll still get my likes. I can I can bomb this entire four minutes like I'm doing right now. Like doesn't matter. I got the pic. Um. Let's see. Uh, I'm becoming more of a jaded person, personally. Um, I don't really think I believe in democracy anymore, so I've turned to activism to help causes directly myself. So I've been trying to support small businesses more, so instead of watching porn, I now buy OnlyFans. Yeah, I think that's a pretty, pretty good... I feel like that's the ethical way to watch porn. Like, if you're going to watch someone have sex or masturbate, the least you could do is help them pay for their rent, you know? They need a house. Like, where else are they going to do their porn? Um, I'm such an activist. I've helped so many people pay off their rent that I cannot pay mine now. Thank you. Yeah, I've started a small business of my own. Subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> Beat picks, four picks, four bucks. The only only good thing about me. <clears throat> uh, uh, a lot. Of, uh, I've been talking to a female cousin of mine. She told me that I don't understand what it's like to be a woman, but what she doesn't know is that male privilege doesn't exist when you're five foot two. You're like a little bit more than a woman at that point. Like, yeah, I can walk home alone at night, but most women can beat me up. That's a fact. Um, let's see. Uh, but I do disagree with the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. I'm unhappy about that. Thank you. Um, so it's a protest... Uh, 
So to protest Roe v. Wade decision, I got a vasectomy. If, uh, wait, if, uh, now that I've done that, now no one can have babies. That was a stupid ass joke. I'm sorry about that. All right. Uh, you know, growing up is, uh, realizing that you, you, that your parents probably were right to get mad at you when you were 17. At the time, I was so pissed at them for taking the car away, but they were probably right to get mad at me for driving on the opposite side of the freeway. All right. Thank you, everybody. That's all I got. Clap your hands together for Jared Senna. We've got comments. Charlie ran up here. Charlie, comments. Or do you have to pee? What happened? You're just excited about it. Yeah, go ahead. I was... What's up, baby? So you talk about like being late on rent and stuff. You could be like, I'm trying to pay the bills doing comedy. Some would say I'm short on rent. Yeah, (laughs) shitty joke. Those bills aren't getting paid. (laughs) Or some some follow up to that. Oh yeah, like the bills aren't paid. I don't know. Yeah. The cutest thing is that you on stage and you standing next to him are the same. Still, it's gorgeous. It's amazing. I like chilled out yeah. Jared. I like chilled stoned out Jared. I like hyper Jared too. I'm just I like it when you're chilled. Thank you. And you're jaded at 23. Fuck your face. Uh, <laughs> 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 My whole life's ahead of me. <laughs> Fuck you, Kyle. Um, I I love the porn activism premise. I think that's really funny. And after your feet pics, it's just um, and you might not understand the reference, but it's a Filipino reference. Amelda Marcos was really into shoes, and she was. Like a person, she was Filipino lady, and you're like a lady, and then like shoes. No, mm-hmm. but the feet pics, I thought like, because your feet are so small and diminutive, you could wear like lady. <laughs> yeah. No, like darling, like I, I mean, like with lady shoes, I'm sure, but that's the thing is because your feet, I'm sure, are so cute, you could have. These are seven of, and a half. Look at that. Oh my God, they're smaller than mine. Yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> Amelda Marcos was a, she was a shoe crazy lady, and, and she was, and she was a Filipino. Okay, there I'll might check be a her joke. out. Anyway. I'm probably a bad Filipino for not knowing who that is. I'm I'm just old. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll check that out. Uh, the premise I thought is that the most legs out of them is that the male privilege doesn't. You're fi- when you're five two, you don't get it. Like male privilege starts to phase in around five four or something. <laughs> you say. And then just say something like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just there's lots of ideas you could do there. Something like you know, I don't know. Uh, they. You know, I, I get paid a dollar for every 72 cents, but then I get it back. Like, they beat me up and take my lunch money. It's, I get it back. <laughs> or, like, you don't, you're not the head of the patriarchy when you're shopping at Gap Kids or whatever. <laughs> Something like that. It's like These are all punchy. great ones. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I love how everyone's giving me feedback in the form of short jokes. <laughs> like, they can say their best short jokes well, about me. play on your strengths. It's good. Like, I'm sorry I'm eating, but... The weirder looking you are, like, kind of, that's good. And you want people to remember. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I don't mean to say this as an example, but as an example, as an example, you were there, Marcella Arguello, gorgeous, but like six foot four. And then she wears heels and skinny as a rail. And then she wears weird shit. And it's like, she looks amazing and weird and fantastic. And you're small. So, like, I would use it, you know? Like, I frost the cupcake. People like it better when I wear makeup than when I don't. Audiences like me better. Like, play up your strengths and whatever. Okay. Sorry. Got I it. think it's great that you're short. You really cute face. 
Thank okay. you. Um, Thank any you. other comments? No. Okay, it's everybody cool. clap your hands together you. for Jared Senna. Yay! Thank you, Lauren, for the crunchy things. I'm sorry, radio audience. Your next comedian gets to bump in because I found this thing. The, the whole thing today was the, because of the, anyways, Morrissey, too much Morrissey. I thought, I couldn't stop laughing. I just couldn't stop. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Kyle Morrissey, yay! Same last name as the guy from the Smiths. Same amount of racism. All right, let's do it. Um, speaking of privilege, I'm I'm skinny. Most people think skinny guys have uh, easy lives. It's not always true. Kind of mess with me uh, in dating. Back in college, this girl rejected me because she she was like, I don't know. I just got to sing. I, I just I only I only like dating guys who look like they could beat the fuck out of me. And I was like, I could beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> I could. Uh, it sounds like so you want someone who talks the talk <laughs> instead of walks the walk. That's a women violence joke. All right, uh, we're moving on. Um, I uh, I was at a Mexican restaurant with my sister, and she's cultural. We both spent a week in Peru in college, but she's the one utilizing it. Let's put it that way. Um, and she was getting on me because I was ordering without an accent at a Mexican restaurant. I was ordering without an accent. She's kind of like, come on, like try to at least embrace the culture. And I was like, I... I look like I should pronounce this how I look like I should pronounce this. I don't I, I don't I don't think I'm helping anybody cuz this doesn't scale. This doesn't work at any other restaurant ordering in the accent. I can never walk into an Asian restaurant just be like, "Oh, table for two, please." Like they would not like that. All right. Neither do you apparently. Uh, <laughs> I would get kicked out. They'd be like, "Please leave Mumbai cuisine. This is not chill." <laughs> Um, I am, uh, getting married. Um, yeah, shocker. Uh, I'm getting married and I don't like the sentiment. I'm not, I, she's my lover. She's not my best friend. Uh, I don't talk to my best friend. I haven't spoken with him in 10 years because I walked in on him banging my high school girlfriend. So I'm not, I, I'm not marrying that guy. All right. I don't agree with the sentiment. Marry my best friend. I haven't spoken with him in 10 years. That's uh, sorry. Ryan Talbot, if you're out there, it's not gonna happen. That's why I'm marrying Elizabeth Talbot, your sister. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I still think. I still think. All right, here we go. All right, we're warming up. All right, all right. You know what? I'm gonna try the women beating joke again now. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> um, I still, I still think pit bulls are a danger to children. Um, What's whiter, thinking that or adopting them? I, I feel like adopting pit bulls is like the, currently the whitest, but like thinking they're a danger to children is still pretty white. Um, I'm like second level white. I, I was arguing with my sister about this also, uh, and she, uh, she sent me an article about an article that said a pit bull dies uh, defending family children from a mountain lion. And she was like, see, the pit bull was trying to save them. And I was like, yeah, for later. <laughs> like, you don't know what that pit bull was thinking. You'd be like, get out of my garden. All right. Um, going to do a really quick. Oh, okay. Uh, I got laid off recently, and I was reading about how every time, you know, unemployment goes up uh, like 1%, basically the suicide hotline gets flooded, right? Like they're overwhelmed. So 
uh, I lost my job to automation. I don't know the order of this. I lost my job to automation. Suicide hotline is going to be overwhelmed. But don't worry, because that's going to get automated too. Uh, <laughs> imagine calling the automated suicide hotline. That will make you want to kill yourself, if I'm being completely honest. You know, Press 1 if you're feeling lonely. Press 2 if you want to jump off a bridge. Para Espanol, the Marquille Trace, you know. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, right. I was getting my affairs in order, and so I called uh, Kaiser. And they're like, yeah, your health coverage lasts till the end of the month, so you have, like, like less than three weeks left. And I was like, Jesus, guys, this doesn't sound very permanente of you. Um, it doesn't sound very Kaiser permanente, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, um... Oh, I've, as an adult, I've learned it's important to face your fears. I really believe that. But I'm also a little confused because does that mean I need to accidentally walk in on my mom blowing my dad? That's that's my greatest fear. That's my greatest fear. Do I have to face that? I mean, that and getting caught jerking off, which handled that one recently because, you know, that was awkward. They just walked into their kitchen and they're like, what are you doing? You moved out five years ago. Uh, like I'm, I'm not afraid of you. Mm. Masturbating my penis. All right. Um, let's see. Pork rinds. Okay. I, uh, I was at a party and my friend w had the munchies and he's like, "Can you go get me some food? I want pork rinds." And so I walked up the street to a convenience store. This is like 1:30 in the morning. And I asked the cashier. I was like, "Oh, did you light me?" Oh, Jesus. Uh, long story short, I drank after seven years of sobriety. All right, see you, everybody. Kyle Morrissey, everyone. Yeah, he was he was into himself on that one. That was great. He didn't hear the horn. That was amazing. Uh, your next comedian is one of my favorite, and then it'll, then it'll be you. Uh, she's one of my favorite people in the Bay Area, everybody. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hello. How is everybody? Woo, good. Woo. Okay. That's enough of that. Um, it's not fair having to play scissors, paper, rock, or whatever it's called, rock, paper, scissors, because I didn't grow up doing that. When, when, when I was growing up, we decided things by who, had the, uh, who could pee the fastest on the begonias. So I don't know how to play this pizzer. How do you say it? Scissors, paper, rock, pizzers. All right, <laughs> whatever. Um, this is an old one, but I, I, I found it the other day. And um, over the years, I've accumulated a, a small, and I like to think, well-written pile of suicide notes. <laughs> I'm always loath to throw away anything I might need one day. And it's okay to laugh, I'm still here. Turned out you can't overdose on Flintstones chewables. Who knew? I decided to do it the slow and painful way by taking up comedy. So I was uh, looking through some things and I found out, um, oh shit, I can't remember the rest of it. No, I can't remember the rest of it. Fuck that. All right, sorry about that one. Something about old suicide notes and uh, 
I can't remember. I'm sorry. All right. What else do I do? Oh, this one. Um, I would not have picked this face in this scrawny frame to represent my lofty ideals. This is not what I had in mind when I said adorable, fun-sized lesbian. This is something more between a cross of a scared bird and a day old french fry. Don't I look like Woodstock in the Peanuts comic strip? The hair and the big nose? If Woodstock were an old dyke with an eating disorder and poor social skills? All right. Can we please stop shooting people? Stop shooting and killing? Stop hating? Can we just take a moment to realize that it doesn't hurt me if my neighbor is black and I'm white, if he's Muslim and I'm Jewish, if he's Republican and I'm not an idiot? In fact, it's an advantage because we each learn about somebody who's different from us. We learn, we grow. It's that simple. You teach me about fly fishing or some other shit, I tell you how to use OCD in your life. Am I going too fast? Do I need to repeat myself? It does not hurt me if my neighbor is different. Say it with me. It does not hurt me if my neighbor is different. I learn and grow from different. And so do you, and you, and every one of you fuckers. Thank you. So shut up, sit down, and stop hating. You're making the rest of us look bad. All right. Um, I got to get out of here. Uh, but first, let's pause for a brief second. Okay, that's enough. Reflect on the concept of time. Everyone knows about it. We use it all the, thank you. Follow it or not, you're late. I lost track of time. You work for it, part-time, full-time, overtime, all the fucking time. You get it done in next to no time or at your earliest convenience. Fuck you, I'm busy. You took your sweet time. Come on, man, I don't have all the time in the world. First time, next time. This is the last time. You're wasting time. Eh, I got time to kill. What the hell time is it? Time's up, Miss Kraut. At any point in time. But you can't touch it, can you? And we have happy hour, children's hour, darkest hour, hourglass. Minute waltz, minute steak, New York minute, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, split second, hold on a second. Who's on second? I don't know. <laughs> What's on second? Who's on second? What's on first? I don't know. Third base. Well, that's my time. Thanks very much. Keep your hands clapping for Lauren Kraut, everyone. Yay. Hooray for Lauren Kraut. Uh, moving right along, your next comedian dropped in, and it's so exciting that he did. Put your hands together for Marcus Howard. Yay. Okay. Um, hello, everybody. Welcome to my ASMR comedy set. Um, first, we're going to open up a pack of chips. Ah. Um, so today we have some pretty interesting things for you. Um, Mom, get out of my room. I'm filming my OnlyFans. Um, anyway, because what the fuck is ASMR anyway? Is it a sex thing? It feels like it's a sex thing. It has to be a sex thing, right? Like, that's all. I just don't understand what ASMR really is. I think it's a sex thing. And when you, and also, by the way, watch out, because statistically speaking, someone here just creamed their pants. Um, and I don't know. It's it just it's so weird to me. And like, I have some friends that are into the ASMR thing, right? And they try to always tell me, they're like, oh, bro, no. 
promise you, it's ASMR, it's not a sex thing. It's like, well, let's break this down, okay? Um, you have to listen to it with headphones on. It's weird if you watch it in public and it makes you feel tingly on the inside. I know a sex thing when I see a sex thing. <laughs> anyway, my dad doesn't eat pussy. Um, he, he's like, my dad is like an old school black guy. That means he's like ignorant as hell, like he's ignorant as fuck, right? So like my whole life growing up, he was always like, you know, I don't eat pussy, eating pussy is gay. And I was just like, I don't think you really understand how sexuality works, man. Like, like in his head, like it's just, I don't know, it's just a weird way to find out that your dad's never made a woman come, right? Like, it's interesting too, cause like my, I'm like a more like emotionally open guy. My dad, he's just like, he's like a man. He's like a man, like a man, like he looks like a brick and he gets horny for sandpaper. He's like a man, right? And so he's not really in tune with his emotions, right? And so that like makes it hard for us to connect sometimes. You know, like, uh, like, I, like I feel like my dad, like for him, like his two strongest emotions are just like anger and heartburn, you know, like a man, right? And so, like, I, I don't know, it's like oftentimes I'll try to bring that up to him and he'll get really defensive. He's like, you know, what are you talking about? I don't show any emotions. I've cried in front of you before. And I'm like, yeah, but that's when the Raiders lost the Super Bowl. I don't think that really counts, dude, right? And I, I don't know, maybe I'm being unfair to my dad, right? Because, like, I, I, sometimes he does show emotions, but, like, it's only when he's drunk because that's how, that's how old guys, like, old school guys show their emotions. They get drunk and then they start opening up with their feelings. But it's like super awkward, because we'll just be sitting around drinking, right? And then out of nowhere, he'll just be like, you know, I don't think your mother ever really loved me. And I'm just like, hey man, I was just here to eat, the, eat some chicken wings and watch the game. Like, stop being such a pussy, okay? Like, anyway. Uh, I really like karaoke. I think karaoke is uh, it's super fun. I love it. It's the perfect like confluence of overconfidence and actual talent. Like you haven't lived until you watch somebody realize in real time that they only know the chorus of a song, right? Because they're just going there like, don't go chasing waterfalls. It's always when the rap part comes on too. It's like when they were like, ooh, I really overjudged myself here. Uh, <laughs> I still get, uh, I get hit up by the army recruiters all the time, you know, like, uh, I, I still constantly get these, I signed up one time when I was like 17 thinking maybe I'll sign, go for the army. I still, every few months, get a, a phone call from the army recruiters, right? And I, it's just so interesting, like, they're more persistent like a frat boy on Molly, like, you know, like, they're persistent, right? And, like, they call me up all the time, and they're like, you know, Marcus, you would be a perfect get for the U.S. Army. Yeah, you're almost 30, you're out of shape, and you got hips like a German Shepherd, but you are the next Captain America. Um, I think it's so fucking ridiculous, you know? Because it's just like, I mean, like the biggest threat that I face all the time is just that uh, I tell kids at school not to curse, and they're like, yeah, you can storm the beaches of Normandy, dude. Um, last one I'm going to do, and then I got to get out of here, is, uh, let's see, blah, 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 blah. Uh, that ASMR one was crashed. Oh, I got a friend of mine. He's a real history buff. He's like one of those guys. He's really into war history. You know, have you ever met one of these people? They're so fucking annoying. Like, why is it always the guys that look like they've never seen combat, let alone conflict in their life, that are always so interested in, like, the war thing, right? Because we'll always be sitting around. Like, he'll come to me. He's like, yo, dude, I just watched a four-hour documentary on World War II. It was amazing. And I'm just like, you could just tell me you don't have sex, dude. It's fine, right? And he's just like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, like, uh, this documentary is amazing. You know, what a time it would be to live. It was so cool. I'm like, yeah, it's cool that 40 million people died. That's so fucking cool. You man child, you should kill yourself. Um, anyway, that's been my time, you guys. I've been Marcus Howard. Please give it up for me. Uh Yay. Keep it going for Marcus Howard. Hooray. Sorry, I was going to stand out here because I had to see who was here and who wasn't because I'm sitting in the front and that's weird and I'm like paying attention. 
Emery Jean. That's you. I met you before. Yes. All right, so your next comedian, we're doing comments, so get out your notepads and pay attention and be cool. Clap your hands together for Emery Jean. Yay! Hello, everybody. Yes, my name is Emery. My pronouns are they, them, or All gender restroom is for me and only me. Uh, yes. A lot of uh, people, a lot of this people, they find it difficult to understand how I can be both a lesbian person who traditionally is a woman who likes other women and also non-binary, uh, a person who is not a woman. They find this to be contradictory, which, you know, I get. It's a little bit of a contradiction. But I offer that we as a people have all decided it's cool and respectable to be a Christian um, and... Pretty big contradiction there. You got Jesus. Um, he's 100% man, 100% God. That guy was really 100% God. Seems like the whole crucifixion thing would have been pretty chill. Seemed like he was in a lot of pain there. Um, anyway, I am both trans and a lesbian. I don't think that's so crazy to be both trans and identify with people who like Subarus. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't seem that crazy to me. What I'm trying to say is I'm Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. I guess you probably didn't expect me to look like this coming back with such a gay haircut. I don't know. He kind of had a gay haircut to begin with, though, didn't he? I don't know about that one. All right. Um... Yeah, let's see here. I, uh, I am trans. I changed my pronouns recently. And um, a lot of people in my life are like, it's really hard for me to remember your new pronouns. It's just like, can't change it in my mind. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. Uh, can you imagine how hard it is for me to remember to change my pronouns that I've had for the last 23 years? Um, I never realized before I changed my pronouns how much of my thought life I spend just imagining conversations that other people have about me in the third person. And they're never nice conversations, right? Like, I'm a comic. If they were nice conversations that I imagined, I wouldn't be up here begging for people's approval. <laughs> um, the conversations always go something like, oh, yeah, that girl, she's a real stupid bitch. And then I'm, like, beating myself up. I'm like, Emery, you got to have some self-respect, dude. Like... That person, they're a real stupid bitch. Shit, man. Oh, man. I did change my name, too, uh, which means I have a dead name now. That feels a little bit harsh to me, though. Uh, it's like I, I killed it. It's gone forever. In reality, I think a more realistic thing to call it is like a brain-dead name. Because I'm really only keeping it alive for the sake of my family. Thank you. I've been having a lot of trouble with that joke recently. <laughs> and I didn't know if it was because people hate trans people or love brain dead people. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Am I punching up or punching down? I don't know. Um, yeah. Let me end it on this. Uh, I, I, I changed my name and um, uh, I found the book. I found a book of 1950s baby names on my parents' coffee table. And that's where I, I found my new name. Uh, in the book, it was spelled Emory, E-M-O-R-Y. And I, I really like that. 
uh, my second option from the 1950s baby name book was Beaver. <laughs> close, close second there. But um, <laughs> I ended up deciding to spell it a little differently, E-M-E-R-Y. And it just felt right to me. And the whole time I've been transitioning, people have been telling me, you know, things are just going to feel right to you. And that's gender euphoria. Things are just going to feel right. They're going to click. And I'm like, that hasn't really happened for me yet. Things have been more confusing and complicated than that. But this E-M-E-R-Y really felt right to me. I was like, fuck yeah, this is gender euphoria. I got it. Then I'm driving home. I live in Berkeley. And I drive by Emeryville. I'm like, oh, fuck, dude wasn't gender euphoria this was fucking traffic all right that's it thank you so much clap your hands together for emory hooray um i thought the contradiction stuff was uh really great and i have a big smiley face next to it um i also know a lot about jesus so i find that all funny it's hard to do jokes with god in them here in this heathen wonderland because nobody knows who god is uh or jesus but um the brain dead thing worked because it's a room full of comics and we're all sick, disgusting people. And um, the only other time I've heard the name Emery, which is exciting, is from Charlotte's Web. It's one of the characters. Yeah, it's the um, little boy who they make him play violin all the time. I, w I wish I knew how to play the violin. That'd be so like cool and queer of me. <laughs> but good stuff, uh, comments. Okay, so first and foremost, all the comedians that come up here on stage, I give you all credit and props because it takes a lot of balls to come up here and do this. So all of you guys are dope. So there's been a lot of good moments, I, um, a lot of great moments with you all. But um, with you, I want to give you really a lot of credit for shedding yourself on stage and Thank having you. the heart to like, you know, show your 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 I guess your whatever you consider your flaws or and make jokes of them in a in a way that that that's really insightful and then the whole I'm Jesus like that's cool like that's fucking really funny because you don't really know what Jesus would look like when <laughs> they come back or you know so that was really funny to me, and I think you should run with it. Okay. Like, you should be Jesus. Like, fuck it. Yeah, good shit. Fuck yeah. Good shit. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> going to try this one. Uh, you talked about, like, the transition from being a woman and stuff, and you could say, like, yeah, I wasn't having much luck dating as a lesbian, but then I saw that there's a lot more straight girls, so I figured, hey, if you can't beat them, join them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Oh, yeah, I like I like that dead name joke too. I, I do think I think if you've had been having trouble with it, it might just be because I, I felt like it maybe it was a little wordy leading up to it. Mm. I just feel like you could probably cut out about and just by virtue of it being a little shorter, I think it's just gonna it's totally gonna work. Okay. I feel like that joke's definitely gonna work. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Nice. Good to hear. Okay. Clap Thanks, your hands guys. together, everybody. Thank for you. every yay. All right, your next comedian. We're not doing comments, just a set. Very funny. Put your hands together for Dan Lewis. Yay! Song. Cool. How's it going, guys? Yeah. You know how, like, after a long breakup, a lot of times uh, your girlfriend will go out and, and get rebound sex with the biggest fucking loser she can find? Well, she said that still happens to be me, so we're pretty good now. Yes. That's sad. Okay. What else we got? Uh, you know, uh, I think in a town like this, nobody should have to sit on the sidewalk 
with a sign that says, any help is appreciated, homeless. I think it should say unhoused. Okay. That's just uh, another bumper sticker. Hey, I remember I was really excited when I got my first uh, job that had uh, full medical coverage. I was really excited about that. Like, yeah, full benefits, full medical coverage. But then they said, plus vision and dental. What do you mean full plus vision and dental? How is my ability to chew food and see not included in my medical coverage? What else am I not getting that you're not plussing? Like, I don't want to go to the emergency room and be like, oh, you don't have, you have full, but you don't have full plus organs. Actually, it's just dermatology. Anyway, random thought. Uh, so I saw a sign the other day. Uh, I live near Berkeley there, and I saw a sign in Berkeley uh, on a post that said missing parrot. Had a picture of the parrot there. Uh, and I thought that was interesting uh, use of the word missing, you know. And it said, uh, answers to Zeke. Like maybe it answered to Zeke when it was stuck in your house, but I don't know if it's going to do that anymore. Uh, because this is an escaped parrot is what it is. This is not a missing parrot. You know, by that token, like, think about the kids who are missing, right? It's just like that. Like, the one that was stuck in a cage in some asshole's house, that was the missing parrot. Uh, right, that's too fast. And then uh, it should say, yeah, the sign should say, escaped parrot. Be on the lookout for a colorful parrot enjoying its best life. That's what I was trying to get across. Um, when I was a kid, I don't know if you guys had this, but whenever I had chores, you know, my parents gave me chores to do. They would give me 50 cents every time I emptied the dishwasher, and they gave me a dollar every time I took out the trash. And I feel like that taught me a lot, uh, you know, in adulthood. It helped me with business and stuff. Uh, mostly with economies of scale, because now uh, I own a large enterprise where I pay uh, tens of thousands of young kids to take out trash and empty dishwashers, and I just take a cut. I take about half of it, and I give them 25 cents, and uh, I'm rich. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, you guys know, uh, anybody remember Tang? Come on. You guys remember Tang? I don't know how Tang, I don't know how Tang lost to Kool-Aid in the aid wars. It doesn't really make any sense how they lost like, the spokesman for Kool-Aid's like a big, fat pitcher guy, and he's fun and everything, but the spokesman for Kool-Aid, for Tang, rather, are like the most fittest, smartest, like, successful people in the whole world, NASA astronauts, but somehow Kool-Aid beat Tang anyway. And I think this was because of the Jonestown thing. I think that's how that happened. I think you can't buy publicity like that. Uh, they, they, they still have that uh, phrase, drank the Kool-Aid. That's where it comes from, right? That's why you can just see the executives sitting around the TV right now just being like, this is good. I mean, it's bad, but gentlemen, this is good. Anyway, I tried to try to squeeze in too many jokes here. Uh, which one, which one, which one? I'm sorry. Ah, fuck. I skipped one, so that's no good. I'll just leave it, Pam. I'm sorry. Uh, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I, I skipped one, and I had a plan, and it all went wrong, but thank you. <laughs> he answers to no one. No, Dan Lewis, everyone. He answers to no one. Best life. Uh, are you get going down? Gonna hit all of them? Get going all the way down? He loves to spend gas. He's single-handedly keeping the gas market alive. Dan Lewis, everyone, your next comedian. What a lovely gentleman he is. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Langland. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Got my backpack. Going to school. Um, let's see. Let's start this. Um, did you see the news today that um, there's that telescope? You hear about that telescope? You guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that telescope, it took a photo. It was the deepest photo ever taken. So it's like the oldest 
projection of the universe that we have seen. 13 billion years old. Very cool. Very interesting. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I don't. I don't because I feel like science should put their energy towards things that help people. I don't really care what the universe looks like. I just want to know what the weather's going to be. That's all I want. You guys know what the weather says it is right now, right here? 62 degrees. Does it feel like 62 degrees outside right now? It doesn't, okay? I have beef with the weather app, okay? <laughs> NASA's also been sending out satellites to like contact with potential other life forms. Once again, I, I feel like we got other things to worry about right now. I want my printer to work, okay? <laughs> NASA, can NASA give me some money for some cyan is what my point is. Why does no printer work? I've been trying to get this joke to work my entire life, <laughs> even before I did stand-up. Why isn't anyone as angry as I am? Every printer sucks. Have you ever gotten a printer and been like, this is great, I'm happy with this printer? Never happened. Fuck printers. I think I got a conspiracy. Fucking NASA is with HP, okay? NASA's linked up with HP, and they're like, we'll teach you how to make the worst printers ever, and then you could sell them, they'll break, and then people will buy more printers, okay? That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I just don't want to live in a world where we cohabitate with aliens, but also I can't get two pages printed. That's all. <laughs> That's all I want. This is all for Pam, <laughs> apparently. I know. <laughs> Do we, does anybody else relate? Do we relate to this? It's not even stand-up anymore. She's like, she's like, get over it. Sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Very angry. I'm calm. All right, I'll do this other one. Okay, uh, I, I work at a, I work at a pet supply store. I work at a pet supply store, which is, it's amazing. I love it. It's, it's a very interesting job. Very interesting to see the way uh, dogs and their do and dog owners interact. It's a very interesting relationship because I feel like dogs are the only animals that humans force their lifestyle upon. They're the only animals I feel like, there's like a hierarchy of animals, I feel like. There are animals that have complete, utter freedom, and then there are animals that are locked up. Like the ones that are locked up are like snakes and birds. They get no freedom. And then there are animals with, with all freedom, like cats. Like cats get the most freedom. I was at my friend's house, and we were on the second story, and his cat jumped out the window, and I'm like, is that going to be a problem? He's like, ah, he'll be back in a week. That's a lot of freedom for an animal. But right in the middle are dogs. Dogs are strange because any time everything they do has to be under you know the accompaniment of a human. They walk when we walk, they eat when we tell them to eat, they sleep when we have to sleep. Everything's without. The least we could do is let them have a little fun. We can't, we can't even let them eat their own shit. I feel like that's the least we could do. Humans get ketamine and coke. Why don't we give them some poop? That seems a little fair, right? But I saw this this lady came in to my store I work at. And she had a vegan dog. She had a vegan dog. And I believe, I'm not a veterinarian, but I believe the term for that is some bullshit, okay? There's no such thing as a vegan dog. That doesn't make any sense. And it looked vegan. It was about to die, for sure. It looked like it was in one of those Sarah McLaughlin commercials that go on for like five minutes. That's what it looked like. It's okay to be vegan, but don't force that vegan lifestyle onto your animal is my point. You wouldn't do that with anything. Like, if you're very religious, if you're like Muslim or something... You're not going to be like, listen, Fido, we got to fast for Ramadan. Uh, you just got to wait till sundown till I feed you. Is that okay? <sighs> okay, that's okay. Bye bye. I I'm leaving. Ian Langlands, everyone. Yay. Ian Langlands, yay. That was funny, man. My printer sucks. Hi. 
Um, yeah, your next comedian, everybody. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, every time he's here, we're, we're, we're halfway through, everybody. And we're done with comments, so we're just rolling through four-minute sets, everybody. Um, thanks for hanging out and being cool, and your next comedian is so funny and wonderful. It's Brady Pearson! Yay! Jesus Christ. Well, hello, Mutiny Radio. Thank you, Pam. It's good to be here. So, you know what I think about a lot in July? Christmas. And it makes me feel like one of those times when I knew that I was different. I mean, when you were nine years old, what did you want for Christmas? BB gun, what would you like for Christmas? Nine years old. A computer. A what? A mic? A bike. Oh, that's so cute. I wanted revenge. Let me explain. So I was nine years old. It's 1979 during the era of indestructible children where your parents would just take you and like whichever sibling caught on to you and now you're done for the night. So it's Christmas, they're getting us out of the house because somehow Santa's gonna come down the chimney of our RV in Frontierland. So we have to be out the entire day of Christmas like, okay, now you take him, you two go do it. And I got stuck with my brother who's three years older than I am. And is there, is there anyone the youngest in the room? Any youngest? So you know what it's like, right? You know. Like, it's going to be fine, it's going to be great, but then, of course, it, it is not in any way that you can think so. And this is back in the day when really all you needed to do was this tall to ride a ride, right? So my brother takes me out onto something called Space Mountain. I scream into the night, into the infinity. Then we go to the haunted house mansion, and I'm just thinking, okay, I can't stay in this anymore. So we go through that, and I'm like, I scream my brain out, I'm like, okay. The third time, I think it was the bumper cars. I was like, you know what, I'm going to fuck this so we won the bumper cars. You know how that went, right? I came out bruised, and then suddenly I was like, okay, I'm done. So I said, oh, gosh, you know, I could really use a little soda. Would you mind getting that for me? Thanks. And then when his back was turned, I jumped into the bushes. I waited a few minutes until he was gone. And it was clear, and oh, my God, I think that was the best night of my life. You know, it was amazing. I mean, I got to do everything I wanted. Does anybody know um, teacups in Disney World? I got to do that. Um, and then I got to do like uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, if you remember that, all these men on, po on posts underwater. It's very romantic. And so I come back and I, I, you know, I think I'm high on cotton candy and soda and I'm freezing on the last tram back to the frontier land. And I walk in and I hear my mother, I walk up to the trailer and my mother's going, you had one job. Where is he? Where is your brother? You lost, it's Christmas and you lost your brother? What the f So like any concerned sibling, I waited a few minutes. And then, you know, after a few minutes, like, oh, gosh, mom, I'm home. I'm so cold. I got, Brett, what happened to you? What happened? Oh, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. And so my parents told me, so my, so my mom was like, it's okay, Brady. Here, have, have some hot chocolate. Have some marzipan. Right, you go sit down. You, you're done. You are done, mister. It's Christmas. It's over for you. I was like, and, they hand, and my mother also gave me a bunch of candy and, and licorice pipes. And I can tell you one thing. Licorice is not served cold. It tastes, I mean, um, revenge is not served cold. It tastes like licorice. And then finally, because it's July and I want to be filthy, I'll leave you with a little song I call Little Orphan Fanny. And it goes a little something like this. <clears throat> Your son will come out tomorrow. That'll be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cum.
he'll be gay and he won't be lonely. Odges on his chin, he'll grin and say, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom, tomorrow, it's only a gay away. Thank you, I'm Brady. It's only a gay away, everyone. Brady Pearson, hooray. Yay, 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 my favorite gay. Um, hey, we're moving right along. Your next, wow, this is really tall. Your next comedian, so funny, so wonderful. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Kelly Evans. Yay. Give it up for Pam. All right, that works. Hey, everybody, how's it going? What's up? Hey, hey. I'm from Texas. Is anyone else? Illiterate? Awesome. Just me. Please tell me how much you like my set. Just don't write it down. I can't read it. Okay? I went to public school. It sucks there. All right? It's public school in Texas, like history especially, was just, it was the dumbest thing I could I could explain to you. That I, I'll explain it in just a few sentences. Uh, it goes like this. Uh, America, awesome. Indians, who? Slavery, what? And that's it. That's the entire... That's all I learned. Yeah, I had a teacher once. I learned no applicable skills to adulthood whatsoever, basically. Like, I had a teacher once tell me, if Jesus were here today, he would carry a gun. It's like, oh. So where do I put that on my taxes? I don't know. What the fuck do you want from me? I don't... You're not teaching me anything. All right, that's new and sucks. Cool. Thank you. Uh, I, uh, anybody religious? Hey, thank you. Yeah, you were Mormon, right? All right, congratulations. Still? Uh, you got to check. Anybody else grew up in a religious background? Yeah, there you go. A few people. All right, you kind of get it. Christian, the only religion? All right, that's just checking. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I grew up there. Yeah, you guys right over there. You probably, like, I don't know if you feel this way sometimes. Like, um, like sexually, I feel, like, kind of like that, that bit of guilt that religion still carries with you, right? I still, like, carry that with me. Like, sometimes I'm trying to talk dirty, and I'm like, I'm a bad boy. I need to be punished because I'm a sinner in the eyes of God, and I'm doomed to purgatory. Like, that, <laughs> yeah, I need to figure some shit out, essentially, is it. Thank you for relating. Cool. Number two works. Um, I, uh, I was in a relationship for, like, several years before I moved to the city and then we got here and we ended up breaking up after about seven months. And it's just cause you know, people change over time, right? You just become different people. Like I started doing comedy and I stopped drinking and she started uh, fucking a coworker. So, you know, obvious differences in how to re manage the relationship. Uh, right. Obvious. Cool. Um, how about this? 23 of me is now replacing, uh, being vegan as the most annoying thing to say at parties. Anybody else? encounter this there's just nothing quite as thrilling as telling people i'm actually five percent cherokee <laughs> okay wow chelsea you still can't wear a headdress so please take it off it's a little intense you know like um on that note i took a 23 and me and turns out i'm seven percent native american so yeah it's which is interesting because no one else in my family is so adopted i don't know turns out mom fucks that's it you know Good for her. I'm happy. You know, it's, uh, and the craziest thing about uh, finding out that uh, I uh, have a Latino father who has passed away, um, that I have a new sister that I didn't know about. Uh, the craziest thing about all that is my mom bought me the test. So did she forget or, you know, I like to think it was her fun way of saying, I don't know who your dad is. You figure it out, buddy. <laughs> Merry Christmas. 
Okay, that was a weird holiday. Um, all right, we'll finish on some stuff that actually uh, I know works. Uh, I uh, I was reading an article recently about like Gen Z and and porn consumption, and that uh, that there's so much porn available that they're just getting desensitized to it, and they just don't like like porn at all. I mean, they're still watching it, obviously, but they don't appreciate it. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Seriously. Do you know what you have? You're just flipping through pages like some Roman emperor deciding on someone's death. Like, should we do snakes today? Or maybe midgets fucking an elephant. Why not? I can search it. It will come to me. You know, it's just like, I, you know how hard I had to work for porn? I, do you know what 12 kilobytes per second is? No, of course not. It sounds patently ridiculous, all right? It's a fucking insane. You take, it takes an hour to download a photo of sex, okay? Like a picture, not even a photo, just something somebody drew, you know, just a sketch. And, you know, it, and I had a download, I had an hour before my mom got home just holding those locks holed up as I scampered to the bedroom because we have one computer in the dining room. She's going to see my ass eventually. And, uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes I just get to the point where, like, I'm waiting for the thing to download, and all I have is the, the guy, and I'm like, that's going to have to do. So that's why I sucked a dick. Anyway, that's my time. Thank you. You've been great. Kelly Evans, everyone. Yay. The skateboard army came in. I'm so excited. I didn't know they were having a meeting here. I love it when the skateboard army descends upon anything. Oh, my gosh. Very excited. I'm sorry. Kick flip your way into my heart, baby. Oh, we're, we're not doing comments. We got to we gotta, we gotta move on. We have so many comics. We have so many comics. Your next, he is super funny. Your next comedian, I'm excited that he's here. Put your hands together for Felipe Campos. Yay! How's it going, y'all? I got some more Jesus material for you. We got a lot of that today. We love that. Uh, well, what's up, y'all? My name's Felipe. Uh, I'm Brazilian, as you can tell from my name, but not my voice or face or really anything else about me. Um, Trust me, even I look myself in the mirror some days, and I'm like, your name's not Connor, bro. You're looking pretty white to me. But uh, I am from Brazil, though, and people ask me what my name is. Sorry, people ask me where I'm from whenever they hear my name. And uh, I like to be a vague asshole during conversation, so I'll say I'm from the Deep South. And uh, <laughs> to be completely fair, as a country, we're not that far off from the American South. Still, we're hell, hella homophobic, ridiculously racist. We love football and Jesus. Uh, all we got to do is start fucking our cousins, and we're pretty much Alabama with a big force in the middle. Um, anyways, the one thing that tops soccer in Brazil is our head over heels down bad, trying to get a divine dick pic at 2 a.m. Love for the man himself, Jesus Christ. We love that guy. Almost in a gay way, except they're really homophobic, so more of like a closeted gay way. I don't know, though. I feel like Jesus loves everybody, right? Like, I feel like if back in the day you went up to him and you're like, hey, man, cool if I suck your dick, I think he'd be down. Like, not like he's getting any action from, like, mountain goats. I'm talking about Jesus in his prime, by the way. I'm not talking... I'm not out here trying to say I'm trying to suck baby Jesus' dick. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm just saying I'm not currently saying that. Um, uh, <laughs> maybe that's what made you to trade him in, though. I mean, like, Jesus wasn't giving him any dick like he was to his other homies or disciples or biblical butt buddies or whatever the proper verbiage is. Um, what I do know, though, is that uh, Christian in Christianity, the most important thing is making sure you're all about Jesus. Uh, and as long as you're all about Jesus, doesn't matter what you do, you'll be saved. You could lie, steal, get blackout drunk in Cabo on Spring Bay, and accidentally fuck a dolphin. And as long as you come to Jesus before your judgment Zoom call with God, you'll be saved from everything, except maybe dolphin STDs. Um, it's a big backwards, though, because, you know, meanwhile, the Dalai Lama, being a Buddhist, he's going straight to hell. 
And I bet he's never even fucked a dolphin. So it's pretty fucking backwards. Anyways, that's all I got. Just write the shit down. But thank you guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh my God, this is his first time. Everybody, Felipe Campos. That was his first time ever doing comedy. Yay. <gasps> you had so many punchlines. Dolphin snuff porn. Oh, that's a weird place to go. But I guess guys will put their dick in anything, right? <laughs> like, what's the weirdest thing you put your dick in? <laughs> That's funny. I mean, I, I had access to mac and cheese, and I had a dick. I can't say that I wouldn't, you know? Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together for Dorian Trung. Yay! Hello, everyone. I feel like dating has, has been uh, way more difficult these days. You know, like women are asking for a lot more because uh, they know they could get it. Like back in the days, all you need to do is to impress the ladies, have like a job and a car, and they're like, mm, think of all the opportunities. You know, you just go up to a lady, you're like, mm, hi, miss, uh, would you give me the honor of having my ugly children? And it usually works. But, uh, but now they want more. Like women want more like than money. And I'm like, why? Money's great. You know what I mean, ladies? Like, if you marry a guy, you know, you pick the ring, you pick the house, you pick the furniture, and then when you uh, fuck their best friends, you take half of whatever whatever is left. That's pretty fucking great, you know? Just take my money! These, uh, these days, like, women are, are looking for other things, you know? They're like, I'm browsing Tinder, and a lot of them are saying, I'm looking for a man that goes to therapy. I'm like, Why? I'm like, first of all, like, don't you think we were, were capable of like getting therapy? We thought we needed it. You know what I mean? And then a lot of people, I don't know where they heard this from, but I hear this a lot. They're like, oh, it's because of the stigma. And I'm like, no, it's not. We don't care about stigma. You know, there's a stigma about like public masturbation, but every public transit like comes pre-installed with one, you know? You know what I mean? Like every car, just some guy. Yeah. You're like, hey! There's a stigma. Yeah, I know. I just, I just don't care. Just take my money, uh -huh. ladies. Take my money. And I, I get it. Like women think like therapy works for us because you know it works for uh, them. But I mean, you think like some guy who like went to Iraq and saw all his friends die, like all his problems would be fixed the minute he sits down with like some guy with colorful socks, you know, for an hour a week. <laughs> No, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. I, um, we don't, I, men don't go, go get therapy because we know what the solution is to all our emotional problems, and that is pussy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I could see my grandma, I could see my grandma, like, combust in front of me, and I'll just be like, oh, my God, I don't know. And then, like, someone walks by and just offers me some pussy. Dude, I'll be whistling down the street, man, her gut's still on my shirt. I'm like... <laughs> Like giving one of those like dumb salutes to people walking by, like mm, hey. But yeah, uh, ladies, if you like, want, ladies, if you want to change a man, just give him a little pussy, okay? Not too much pussy though, because a lot uh, too too much pussy can make a man crazy, you know. They'll go start walking around. They're like, I'm a god, and start a cult. You don't want that. Just microdose your man with pussy. Mike, just a little bit, and don't call the cops whenever you're angry. That's all you need to do. Um, do you guys hear? Do you guys hear about the Hunter Biden leaks? 
you guys hear about the Hunter Biden leaks? Like someone just like made a, like a rap video out of like Hunter Biden whipping a gun around, smoking crack and fucking hookers. I was like, why the fuck do they censor this shit, dude? I would have voted for him. You know what I mean? I love, I love, I love like having the idea of like a, a president that smokes crack. You know, people judge us. Like, oh my God, can you believe it? I'm like, yeah, bitch. And uh, you need us to protect you. So fuck you. All right, that's it. Thank you. The patriarchy's real. Yay. <laughs> I'm like, were you, did you used to be an incel before you did comedy and you're just <laughs> bringing it to the forefront? I don't know why I'm not getting any pussy. <laughs> it's like every incel yelling at you from behind their computer. Why am I not getting any pussy? <laughs> haven't brushed their teeth in three weeks. <laughs> Where, where's the pussy? They blame the pussy. I'm sorry, I'm crying because I think I'm funny. You're, I'm, no, it's because I'm high. I had so many edibles. I'm losing my mind. And there's so many. The skateboard army is here. We are having a party. Your next comedian. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. Yay! So, uh, I'm not getting enough pussy, you guys. It's, uh, uh, I think that was a mistake. Uh, my parents planned me, but that plan, whew, that was a mistake. Could have had a Ferrari, man. What? Ended up with this shit? Not worth it. All right, we're going to go into other stuff. Uh, I just got back from Portland. Portland is a weird city because there's like a thousand BLM posters, only like two BLs. Yeah. It feels like going to the Sahara Desert and you see a billboard for Save the Whales. It's like, that's... I don't disagree, but why here? It's a place where they think that dyeing their hair different colors increases diversity. Uh, diversity is <laughs> important. I'm glad Marvel's getting more diverse with their stuff. Uh, they had their first gay superhero. They had their first Muslim superhero. They actually are coming out with a movie about superheroes who have transitioned from male to female, the X-Men. Uh, now, it, it is important to have diversity. <laughs> It's like a tape delay on getting that joke. Uh, diversity is important. Uh, I don't know, like, there, there's this movie, or the Ms. Marvel just came out, and, like, people are review bombing it because they're like, oh, it's unrealistic, which doesn't really make sense to me. Like, how's that work in your brain? Like, yeah, the Norse god of thunder used an axe forged by a CGI Peter Dinklage to kill a purple titan because he killed half the universe, but a Muslim chick driving? No way. Not realistic. You've gone too far, Marvel. Um, but some people go the opposite. Like People are like, every movie needs to be diverse. It doesn't work like that. Some movies can't be diverse, like Mamma Mia. Do you guys know the plot of Mamma Mia? It's a girl trying to figure out who her dad is. Now, could you imagine it's like George Clooney, Antonio Banderas, Idris Elba, they all come up and this girl's like, ah, which one of you? I can't tell. That probably only works if it's uh, Rashida Jones as the main actress. Actually, I really want to see that movie right now. That would be a great movie. What a cast. What a cast. <laughs> I'm, uh, I am Jewish, uh, but I'm getting a German citizenship, which is weird because I'm a huge germaphobe. 
Ah, fucking hate myself. I am though. There's this thing that the German consulate does that if you can prove, uh, you know, through your birth certificate and stuff that your family was kicked out of Germany, they will give you German citizen citizenship for free, which is cool, but it feels weird. Like, if I was the Germans and I was trying to round up the Jews again, kind of how I would do it. Like... <laughs> Like, eh, how do we get them? All right, just give them something for free. Make them give us all their personally identifiable information. We're uh, we're not gonna use it for anything. Yeah, I uh, it was weird going to the consulate. I went in. I asked them how long it'd be till my meeting, and they're like, "Okay, just wait a half hour, uh, and you know we'll get to you." I waited outside for an hour because I didn't want to go in and like ask them questions because you know. To be German, I'm pretty sure it's really important that you just follow orders. All right. More Nazi jokes. Let's see if I have one that I can end us on. Um, all right. This one's really, I don't know where to go with this one. So we're just going to go for it. What word do you say out loud when the N-word comes up in a song? You. I'm curious. I'm No, like, do you go for the rhyme? Are you like, kill a, or you, all right. For this side of the room, which is all white for some reason. <laughs> ninja? N friends? But that doesn't rhyme. Like, I feel like some... <laughs> well, I feel like some people go like... <laughs> some people go like killa for the rhyme. Some people say like neighbor because they want the N. I don't really know where to go with that. I just think it's interesting. And we're going to give it back to Pam on that note. Josh Kotsky, everyone. Hell yeah. All right, we're burning. We're going to burn and turn, burn and turn. Your next comedian, put your hands together for Wally Hippolito. Yes, yes, yes. Mutiny Radio, how are y'all doing today? Y'all good? We're all my... No, 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 we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I am the one Filipino who doesn't say the N-word, all right? I'm an anomaly here, guys. Uh, that's because I'm from the Bay Area, man. I, I love the Bay Area, guys, because it's so tolerant, am I right? Like, you know, black and brown people, you know, come in, come live here, you know. If you're gay, we got a street for you, you know. If you're from Sacramento, stay the fuck over there, you country-ass hick. I don't understand, like, why we hate Sacramento so much until, like, the other day I was there, man. That... I don't even have a joke. It's just Sacramento, everybody. That's really all I have to say about it. But what else? Uh, where my weed smokers at? Yeah, that's what's up. Uh, I love smoking weed. Um, I don't like buying weed, you know, because now there's just too much variety. Am I right? Like back in the day, oh, fuck. I can't believe I say back in the day now. Back in the day, there used to be two kinds, right? There used to be shitty weed and then the kind that makes you call the ambulance because you think your friends are trying to kill you kind. Right? Like, either way, you're calling the plug asking, like, what the fuck they just gave you. You know? For me, like, like when did weed start becoming a video game power-up? Am I right? Like, you can buy weed now for specific things like happiness or creativity. I saw a strain that can turn you to a horse. I don't know what tax bracket you need to be on to want to be a fucking horse, but I'm definitely not on that, okay? Like, I have want to turn into a donkey money at best, everybody. I am working regardless of what's going on over here, all right? Cool. Uh, you guys hear the news about um, Google and artificial intelligence? Yeah, none of you look like you read. That's okay. <laughs> so Google recently fired a guy for whistleblowing that 
artificial intelligence was way ahead of its time, right? How is it the only black dude in here is the one who's reading shit? Come on, white people, y'all need to do better. <laughs> I like that. It's okay, bro, I'm brown, I read too. Um, but, you know, I'm honestly not worried about artificial intelligence, you know, taking over the world because as long as there's immigrant women in this world, we are safe, okay? And if you're an immigrant, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I dare artificial intelligence to tell a tiger mom that they want to rule the world. I have nothing else for that. But imagine if you told a Hispanic woman that you wanted to rule the world. Belts and shoes would go flying, everybody. It is fucking mayhem. I'm, if artificial intelligence ever told a Filipino mom to rule the world, they'd say, well, Anak, why, why would you do that? Like, just get into nursing. That's all you have to do, okay? Like, be, be civil. You have to be real with your careers. All right, cool. That, thank you. Um, speaking of moms, uh, I, my relationship with my mom is getting a little bit better, especially since I started therapy. Yeah, now she calls me uh, the daughter that she's always wanted. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that hit a lot of you. Um, yeah, my mom, my mom treats emotions like how wildebeest treat Simba's dad. It sucks. I'm Wally Hippolito, and that's my time, everybody. <laughs> Wally Hippolito, feeling feelings, yay! All these men that do therapy, I can't believe it. Do you have to leave? We have time. You were, were you gonna go up? Oh, oh okay, okay, because you want feedback. Yeah, you gotta come early to get feedback. Thanks for being here. Was there, this isn't your first time, but thank you for being here and staying the whole time and come next week and yay. We do it on Friday too, but no feedback, just a show. Thanks for being here, yay. Woo, I see Denise in the back. Yay, there you are, that's so nice. Skateboard Army's still here. How do you just, you just, do you get them on speed dial that they're all your Instagram friends? No, okay. Uh, how do you, all right. Uh, we can, I'll bring the pot out. Oh, that's how you keep boys in one place. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, Denise Lee. Yay! Okay, here we go. Wow, that was a really depressing ass voice. <laughs> okay, uh, no, I, I have been feeling pretty depressed lately. Uh, it's off, it's fine. We all are. Uh, I called my mom earlier today and I was like, hey, I've been feeling pretty depressed. And she was like, same. And then she, I was like, oh, well, you know, like I just feel like there's not really like any meaning to life, you know? And she was like, you know, we just all suffer and then we die. And that was the whole conversation. Uh, I, I don't have a therapist. I probably should. I don't have a therapist, but I do have an Amazon Prime membership, so... <laughs> That's something. Uh, every time I buy a candle, I think it'll solve all my emotional problems. It doesn't, but every time I get a candle, I'm just like, oh, maybe this will make me have higher self-esteem, you know? So now my, now my apartment just smells like lilacs. Am I pronouncing that word right? Lilacs? Okay. All right, let's see. Um, uh, so the... So I get a lot of emails. The promotions section, the promotions folder of my email, I feel like it makes me look like I'm in a higher 
income bracket than I actually am. Like, I've never bought anything from West Elm. They email me every day. I don't know why, but I guess I just thought that uh, 15% off would allow me to afford a couch. Did not. Uh, I know I'm a millennial because I'm pretty lazy. And on my worst days, I'm like, you know what? Pretty lazy, pretty average in all my life accomplishments, right? But then on my best days, I'm like, you know, I'm pretty average now, but what if I just haven't unlocked my genius yet? You know, like maybe I just haven't done the right drugs to really unleash all that power. <laughs> um, my mom, you okay, Pam? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> uh, my, my mom's English... <laughs> Monday. <laughs> my mom's English isn't very good, so my mom speaks pretty broken English. And I remember once one of my friends was like, are you embarrassed that your mom can't speak English? I'm like, why would I be embarrassed by that? You know, like nobody looks at my mom and expects her to speak perfect English, you know? Like no one thinks she's like Merriam-Webster incarnate. No, what I'm embarrassed by is when I go to Taiwan and I look like this and people think I'm from there and then I start speaking my shitty Chinese and then people just look at my mom and they're like, is your daughter like stupid? That's all it is. Uh, were those the only new things? Well, that was, that was pretty, pretty not great. Um, okay. Uh, uh, oh, great. Um, <laughs> my, my parents, uh, always taught me to be frugal growing up. So they told me to save money so that, you know, like my kids, when they grow up, they can go to college. Right. And so I've been trying to save more money. Like the other day I walked two hours from my apartment to the beach and an hour into the walk, I was like, my children don't need to go to college. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, last thing. Um, did I have a last thing? I had a last thing, and then I forgot it. So you know what? I think we'll leave it at that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yay! 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 Denise Lee, yay! I wish you'd say something in shitty Chinese. Like, I don't know, what's a shitty Chinese thing to say? Can you teach us something really quick so we can all know one thing shitty? What's shit in Chinese? Like, or damn, like fuck, something like that. She didn't teach you that, you don't know? Yeah? Dule Lamo. Dule Lamo, is that, is that Filipino? I don't, I don't. Do you ever do do you ever smoke so much weed that you understand Spanish on the bus? Does that happen to anyone else? Me too. I'm really excited for your next comedian. She brought the skateboard army. Put your hands together for Riley Chenyo. Yay! Hi guys, I'm alive. It's been a minute. Um Wally was talking about strands of weed. Uh, what type of strand is gonna get Dorian pussy? Because clearly after that said, he's getting no pussy. <laughs> he's not here. Um, yeah, no, I've been away for a while, guys. I really miss 
you guys a lot, not gonna lie. It's been, the whole setup's a little bit different in here. I have no set, so let's do this. Um, I did miss being around a bunch of stand-up comedians because being depressed and on the street just doesn't hit the same as being depressed on a stage. Quite honestly, hearing everyone's problems. Uh, so uh, recently I turned from 24 and a whore, I turned 25 and a guy. I lost my voice on my 25th birthday. Oh, that hit different in my head. All right, uh, <laughs> it's been a minute, but um, I went to Par I went to Europe for the first time. I traveled abroad for the first time. Uh, I was there for like almost a month. It was wild. Thank you so much for the sympathy claps in the corner over there. Uh, but uh, that's my first time traveling outside of the states, and I thought I was immune to jet lag which is not a thing. Um, I rampaged for a whole 48 hours straight. I found myself at the Eiffel Tower at four in the morning. Some woman ran up to me with a balloon full of, uh, what is it? Yes, and she's like, Bleh. and I'm like, I'm clean off of that. Like, I think I'm good. I think I'm gonna pass. And she was like, she's American. I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, I realized Parisian men have no chill. Uh, they have no chill. Uh, I've never met more aggressive men in my life. Uh, you would think skateboarders would be aggressive. They're not compared to these fucks. I had someone come up to me while eating dinner with my family and go, I heard you're American. I'm like, I wonder how. Um, he goes, do you want a week-long boyfriend? Like, what do you say to that? I'm eating bread with my family. I said, text me later. Uh, <laughs> maybe in a little bit. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. Like, what do you do? Are you going to take me out? I uh, didn't hit him up, but uh, still hits me up on Instagram. Uh, I've also had someone come up to me while at a bar and go, you, me, fucking tonight. I'm like, do you want to hear my voice? Because I sound like this. I sound like a man. Are you sure? My name's Riley, so you, it could swing. Honestly. Um, what else what am I going to talk about? Oh, out there. So I'm happy because we just had back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back, um, Asian people. I'm also Asian. Uh, I don't get it often. I get Hispanic a lot more than anything else from Asian people, but it's cool. But out in Europe, they don't call um, Asian people Asian. They call them Oriental. I dicey, like personally. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you could literally say Japanese. I'm cool with that. You could say anything else besides Oriental. But um, I told the guy, uh, my week-long boyfriend, I told him, he was like, what are you? And I'm like, coming at me with strong facts here. But um, I told him that I was Japanese. He goes, another Oriental woman in front of me. And I was like, all right, this is swing and a miss right now for you. But um, how have you guys been doing? I really miss you a lot. Um, I've been getting a lot of DMs from a lot of stand-up comedians asking me if I'm all right. And that's how I know that other stand-up comedians are just as depressed, so they're just making sure that I'm alive. <laughs> Pam gets it. Uh, but I started working at a bar, and um, <laughs> that guy's come through. Oh, fuck yeah. Pam, come through. Let's get fucked up. Um, but a lot of the improvers come through. Let me repeat that. A lot of improvers come through, and I told them, I was like, yeah, I do like stand-up. And they go, oh, you, you do stand-up. I'm like, this isn't a bit. I'm just telling you about my life, you guys. Like, calm down, dear Lord. 
But uh, something about improvers just hits different for the fact that stand-up comedians know when to shut the fuck up. <laughs> improvers fucking don't. I'm over here like, do you need your glass? Like, I can put it over there. They're like, <laughs> do you need? I'm like, shut up. Like, this isn't, <laughs> like, I'm working right now. You guys, like, calm down. Oh, God. They're like, <laughs> you're so, and I'm like, God, no, stop. Ooh, ooh. Fuck improvers. I really missed you guys. I'm really happy to be back. I'm going to try to write more and be back in the scene. So, love you guys. Yay. Bye. Back from France. Someone has rich parents. That's good. Keep talking to them. That's good. Don't, even if your mom is mean, don't cut it off. They, they'll always have money. Uh, <laughs> No, not anyway, we're not getting into it. We're next meeting, and it's his first time here, and I'm so excited. And he's been here the whole time and been so patient. So clap your hands wildly, everybody, for Chris Robb. Yay! All right, what's up, everybody? Sweet. My name's Chris. I'm fat. I identify as fat. I'm out. I'm open. It's great. I love. I'm. I live in Los Angeles. I love being in uh, San Francisco. It's a very out, open city, you know. So it's good to be finally. It feels good to say it, you know, I'm fat. Uh, being fat is weird because, you know, I don't want to be fat. Not many people want to be fat. Some people consider obesity a disease, right? But you're also totally in control of it, and you can just get rid of it whenever you want, you know? Not a lot of diseases like that. Like, oh boy, stan uh, cancer, huh? Stage four. Better hit that treadmill, bud. Better hit that treadmill. Yeah. Tuberculosis, is it? Tuberculosis? Hmm. Have you tried keto? Maybe calorie counting? I don't know. But yeah, um... A lot of dogs around here. It's like a dog city, right? A lot of dogs here. The way people talk about their dogs is weird, right? It's like, oh, we love Charlie. He's real. He's a member of our family. He's a real member of the family. What happened to Charlie? I haven't seen him in a while. Oh, you know, he had that hip problem, golden retriever, you know. He's part of the breed, so we had to put him down, unfortunately. Interesting. I can't think of any member of my family that I would put down. Hmm. Weird. Maybe that's just me. I know there's probably like two or three people in here like, I know one, I know. Mostly all of them. Um, but yeah, you know. No, it's like, uh, what happened to your grandma? I haven't seen your grandma in a while. Oh, you know, well, she had that hip surgery that didn't take. So we've decided uh, to kill her. We're going to kill her. We're going to have her killed. Um, <laughs> we're going to see her off over the rainbow road to that big open pasture in the sky where all grandmas get to go after they've gone. Play, to run and play with all the other gr dead grandmas. It's a lot of fun. You had her put down, did you? Oh, boy, that's rough. Yeah, but she's in a better place now. She's in a better place. It's great. Big open sky. I messed up the, the order there. That was supposed to come after that. Um, but, yeah, this is cool. All the flies left, which means I'm really bombing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of the, the dead grandma jokes, huh? Ugh, boy, better tighten that one up. But, yeah, um, let's see here. Oh, yeah, what happened after you put your grandma down? Weird, huh? Well, you know, they had to put down four other grandmas that day, so I don't know. Probably, you know, threw in the back on the pile with all the other dead grandmas. They incinerate them all at once now, you know, for the environment. Got to watch that environment. Very environmental city here. It's nice, which is great. You know, I love, uh, it's a nice area. Um, but yeah, cool. Uh, this is a lot of fun, isn't it? I love, I love being here. Yeah. Sort of uplifting. Um... But yeah, so it was my birthday recently. Uh, I have one, about every one every year. The same for everyone, right? Yeah. 
So I decided to go to, I live in Los Angeles, decided to go to the Santa Monica Pier, which is a lot of fun. Um, and I wanted to ride that Ferris wheel that they have there. You know, anyone ever been? Awesome, great. Um, so I wanted to go on the Ferris wheel, and they got like a ticket counter here, and they got the, uh, the Ferris wheel, so I get my ticket, and they're like, first of all, no single riders allowed. There's no single riders allowed whatsoever. I'm like, yeah, whatever, that rule doesn't fucking apply to me. And uh, I get to the front of the line, and the guy, he's like really concerned. He's like, oh my God, are you alone? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's just me. And they're like, no, 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 you can't go on by yourself. Suicide prevention law. Right? <laughs> so they must have known. Like, and he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, suicide prevention law. And sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll let it slide, but you look especially flighty. It's not your birthday, is it? Oh, my God. You're definitely, something's happening here. No way. So, you know, so I just jumped off the end of the pier. And it was, you know, <laughs> that's great. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. I'm Chris Rupp. Chris Rob, yay! That was lovely. So much patience. Okay, we have one last comedian, and you guys are also amazing. Um, he's he's lovely. He's just joined us um, from his cult. A lot of cult talk today. I've been wondering why there's no like female cult leaders. I think it's because we call him mom, <laughs> <laughs> or if you're really good, grandma. Uh, your last comedian of the night, everybody, Kelly Valentine, yay! everybody okay so just history check um sufism it's like sufism reorged or something like that and they own um they own the cheesecake factory one of the founders of that was a woman yeah oh for sure it's a cult it is so culty um yeah <laughs> so anyway okay on that note um i'm going to talk a little bit about death right i'm actually excited to die not not because of uh, not because of like, you know, I'm depressed or something like that, but because um, <laughs> currently I only get remembered one day of the year. It's my birthday, right? But when I die, I'll be remembered three days a year, okay? Birthday, death day, and because of the crazy amount of student loans I'm leaving my parents, tax day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also, also, when you die, or when I die, I'm going to get cremated, right? Thrown into the wind, or into the ocean. You know what I call that? Free travel. Mm. And then also, when if you get turned, if you get cremated, some people like to have their you know remains put into soil, turned into a tree. Reincarnation, yeah. Well, everybody loves a, everybody loves trees. Like seriously. So like, no matter if you're like the shittiest person ever, you have a new start. So who are like the most deplorable people in society? Pedophiles. You get into turned into a tree. Boom. Now kids are climbing all over you. Paradise. Right. So something that really, uh, something that makes me want to die in a figurative sense, but not a literal sense, is not like inflation that a lot of people are talking about. Height inflation. Okay, I'm five foot seven. I'm a short guy, and um, you know, back in the day when it was like just okay, Cupid, it was like, hey, I want a six foot man. And now on Tinder and everything, it's I want a six foot two man. Okay. This is, this is a warning sign. And I'm like, where did this come from? So my sister was like, hey, Kelly, you should come home, meet my boyfriend. You're going to love him. He's a short king just like you. And I'm like, oh, my God, fantastic. I meet him, five foot ten. Five ten. When is that short? You know what I'd do to be five ten? I would trade one inch of my dick for those lost three inches. No question. Now, what I'm really hoping is that height inflation, eventually you're just like a deflation period thing, 
just like boobs did, right? I don't know if you remember 30 years ago. Well, I only know that from like old porn, but like they definitely had like the great boob inflation, okay? Women would go to the doctor's office, I don't know, like plug something into their chest and And if you've been to Cozy Car, you know exactly what I'm talking about, okay? And now it's like we see a deflation where it's like And I'm okay with that. Normalize it. Unless you're in a, like a religious place like Utah. I don't know if you've been to a religious state, but they have huge, huge inflated boobs. I don't know if they're playing bumper boobs with their sister wife or they need to feed, feed all the 20 children in the like sister wife village or something like that. But anyway, clearly my mom did not have big boobs out of the Mormon tribe. So maybe I'm just like one of the malnourished seven. I don't know. So that brings me to the next topic. Soaking. You've heard of it? Soaking. Soaking is this Mormon concept where you can stick your dick in, and as long as you like keep your gear in neutral, no thrusting, it doesn't count as sex. Okay? No, this is a true thing. And that can come in handy. Like, just like imagine you know, your girlfriend, hey, did you cheat on me? No, babe, no. It was just soaking. Or, <laughs> or we could talk to your friend, yo, did you fuck my girl? No, no. It's just a little soaking, is all. Right? And you can get very crafty with this. Right? So remember, as long as you don't thrust, it doesn't count. You can do a, if you want to be low-key, ocean. You soak in the ocean. Ocean does all the work. Or you want to grind it up a little bit. You go on a massage chair. <laughs> or if you're real crazy, jumper cables. <laughs> and you'll still die a virgin. <laughs> anyway, that's my set. <laughs> Thank you. Yay for Kelly, yay for you, yay for us. Well, thank you everybody for being here. And uh, everybody, there's a new show in town on Sundays from four to six, it's Ugly Sundays. Um, thanks for running the board, guys. And thank you for being here. And uh, we'll be back Friday at six for comedy and then next Monday, so yay, bye, yay. <laughs> Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station. MutinyRadio.fm. District of the Mission. MutinyRadio.fm. Mutiny Radio. The world.
world's deadliest assassins are already dead? A shadowy group of killers for hire is eliminating world leaders, crime lords, and CIA agents. Inexplicably, the deceased contract killers have the DNA of people who are long dead. CIA agent John Clooney devises a dangerous plan to capture a shadow killer alive. Contract a hit on himself. John Wessex, The Shadow Killers, is the second book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. That? Hear that? Anyways, uh, welcome to Racers Alley here in the heart of the Mission of Meany Radio. We haven't been on for a couple of weeks. Uh, we had a bit of some times here with uh, amongst our crew, and uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, right now, we're going to figure out what the hell's going on with the noise in the background here in our studio and to figure out what's going on. Milk Crate's Brian's here, and he's going to play a couple of tunes. Uh, these, this this uh, evening's dedicated to our pal, uh, Robbie Motor Tire Guy, Robbie Markowicz, uh, who passed away uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, as well as uh, his music selection, which he loved the shit out of. Uh, what do you like, Brian? Uh, Love there, huh? Well, you know, Robbie was always asking us to play a lot of Frank Zappa. Zappa. He's really into progressive rock <laughs> and a lot of things I never really wanted to play a whole show of, but uh, we've got a lot of that lined up tonight. So the music sounds a little funny. Just think about Robbie. Yeah, he yeah. Is too. <laughs> Which is awesome. So, um, yeah, well, we're going to get our uh, step together here at uh, Racers Alley uh, here in the Meetney Radio Heart of the Mission. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have a few guests and uh, let's get this stuff together and be back to you shortly. Cheers. Yar, yar. Looks to me like something funny is going on around here. People laughing and dancing and being entirely too much for their beer. And they all think they're clean out of sight. And they're ready to party because the sign outside says it's wet t shirt night. And they all clear some hot lights. All right, I think we got rid of that background music, so here we are. Listen to some, uh, what do we got, Zappa? Yeah, this is Frank Zappa. This is Wet T-Shirt Night. Wet T-Shirt Night. All right, any ladies want to come in for that? Just feel free. Got a beer for you. Oh, actually, we don't drink beer. Cheers. And they all play some pink so good it's it's bug out square it's tuesday at six o'clock damn that's loud huh <laughs> kind of scared myself have you seen that vigilante man have you seen that vigilante man have you 
man, I've been hearing his name all over the land. Hey, this week on Bughouse Square. Well, huge plans, big plans. It's just, it's really super complicated, so I can't get into it right now. You just have to just sit back and enjoy. This is Mutiny Radio. This is Bughouse Square. Welcome. A vigilante man Rainy night down in the engine house Sleeping just as still as a mouse Man come along and he chased us out in the rain Was that a vigilante man Stormy days we'd pass the time away Sleeping in some good warm place Man come along and we give him a little race Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man And he said, unite all you working men Killed him in the river some strange man was that a vigilante man a vigilante man why does a vigilante man carry that sawed off shotgun in his hand would he shoot his brother and sister down I rambled around from town to town I rambled around from town to town and they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land 